Welcome to the D-Free Podcast, keeping you in the black, bringing you the pulse of spiritual, mental, and financial health. We are returning for part two with Miss Annis Austin, McDonald's franchisee, D-Free supporter, and the maker of McDonald's iced coffee, like this lady created it, you guys. So you reached a point, though, Annis, when you decided to go from corporate McDonald's to franchise owner. Talk about that. Um, I, 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 before going up the corporate ladder, I, I first had the understanding that for some reason there's something in here that I need to stay on the corporate side. I didn't even understand where I was going, but I knew that if all of these white folks are in here and doing well, that's where I need to be. Now, being black female, I also understood that everything written then about corporate America was all for white folks. So I had to read the books and then go home and interpret them for me, Mm -hmm. Um, recognizing that black, White folks had only worked with black women at a different level, and the reason that they was there because that you were their mistress. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to get through that kind of barrier because most of them was married, and I recognize. And if you notice, um, source, even with your wife, the one thing a female can do if you want to have a good relationship and work with men is to have a good relationship with the wife. And a lot of women just didn't understand that. Well, I, I understood that from my mother. <laughs> so I, I made it very well known. When we did the picnics. I'd spend time with the wives. Right. Because if my name came up in the household, and that name came up a lot, and these are the men that were training me, the wife is going to get a like, but whenever I say, oh, that's just Annie's, you see? Right. So there were things I had to think of that wasn't in a book anywhere. Mm. And it made everybody comfortable because there were times I traveled with their husbands. and um, But I wanted them to be okay because if I'm being trained, I want that training to continue. And these are the same people that's going to make a decision about my next move. Right. So all of those things were things that I just um, just figured out or... or I guess in me, I knew that I saw so many women make that curve and not be able to get around. Yeah, you may Mm. need to write that book. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You do. Because that's cold. That is cold. You need to write that book because, you know, your mother taught you that. And you had to to add that to the books that you were reading. Right. You had to add because that was nowhere there. Right. and, and and wherever I went, the men would say, oh, so-and-so told me to tell you how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they all knew I was kind of isolated. And there was one the one of the vice presidents at that time, and I was at a lower level, would send me things. Mm-hmm. Tell Annis to take this sweater because it's cold. You know, it's, it's just that personal thing you had to bring. Mm-hmm. Um as an individual, then you was okay then to be, because we would travel wherever we had to go. 
I had to carry my bags. It wasn't about, you know, being, no, you carry your bags and that kind of stuff. So I said, okay, I can work this. It was, it was, but it was an area I enjoyed. I enjoyed being in charge. I enjoyed seeing the results then. I, 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 I worked as an accountant a year because that was my learned field. But going to McDonald's, working at six to eight, six to nine in the evening, I enjoyed that. To make you had power. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed that. And but, I was getting promoted, not even thinking about it. But you Just gave all of it up. You gave up all of that power to right. go out on your own. Right. Now, in between... And at that time, McDonald's were really training us to train other operators to make money. Right. McDonald's sell 25% of their stores mainly to train people to train licensees. Because mm-hmm. their goal is we want the licensees to do better because the licensee name is not on their building. Their building is McDonald's. So that was the whole purpose. Well, learning to, you know, being taught to train licensees that meant I understood then where the real money was. Okay. Now, McDonald's is not a hamburger joint. It is. It's a hamburger place, but their money's in real estate. Right. That's where McDonald's money is. The licensee's money then is as they drive the business, that's how they make money. And we were trained how to go in and help licensees make money. So then I said, okay. They're moving me along very quickly. My goal was to be a vice president of McDonald's before I left. I did that, did it for five years, but I recognized to make the money that I wanted to make, I had to own it myself. Okay. I had to become a licensee and do what the licensees did because that's where the money was as an individual. I wasn't going to get into corporate structure and making the money. I'd help them make a lot of money. Right. But for me, I had to become a licensee. So I you were making, money. but you were making good money as I a corporate executive. Really good money. But making you, real good but money. you knew you could make more money as an more owner. Money. That's right. You got it. Yes, I was doing real good, and 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 and, and Ray didn't believe in retirement. His, his reason was when a person said they're going to retire in three years. About that second, they got two, three, that second year, they quit. He never wanted anyone to quit on the job. So his thing was he had profit sharing. Mm -hmm. And profit sharing and stock options. So the harder you work up to the last day is how your retirement would be. You determined that. So that was going and I was doing very well landed in a nice place i could have gotten a nice parachute out at that time and still done well but i had a little bit more um i guess you would say entrepreneur in me that i wanted to do this myself because i taught so many people how to do it right just let me try my hand at it and that's when i decided to become an operator because i felt that i also could help operators and i could help myself now i could put some wealth away yeah and do well and that's when i chose to become an operator and i I chose mcdonald's because i knew mcdonald's and the transition would be very easy yeah so you went from uh a farm in south carolina which which is where you developed the work ethic (laughs) that's true then 
from government, which is where you kind of learn how to navigate bureaucracy. Right. And then to corporate America, where, where you learned how to teach people how to make money. But, I, but I'm going to tell you this, a lot of people who can teach business can't run a business. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that is, the, I, and I don't know how true you said, but you would know. But a lot of people really don't get that piece. Oh, yeah. A lot of my professors in, in seminary couldn't run a church if you paid them uh-huh. a million dollars. And Tamika has an MBA degree. A lot of her business professors can teach business, can't run a business. Right. Right. But you had a you had a work ethic from South Carolina that that you were able to employ. So how was it? I've never asked you this question. When you when you when when you first jumped out there though, how was it? I mean, how was your first franchise experience? Um, I think the biggest thing because keep in mind, I've been with McDonald's in about eighteen years. Right. Um, the, the, the moxie and the grapevine was gone. Mm. You, you know, and, and that's why a lot of people stay in corporate. Yeah. There yeah. is a fear of making that leap because they are accustomed to a paycheck. Right. And, and there's a fear of, of stepping out. I don't think I want to know. And that took a while of kind of coming down um, but then when it kept, got to the operator side, I was doing something I enjoyed. And I think my transition of putting the, the, the franchise together, I, I think we were able to do it faster because I knew exactly where I needed to go mm-hmm. and what I needed to make it happen. Yeah. And then more importantly, I knew, I, I guess it's a gift, I'm able to choose to recognize talent, even if it's in the rough. Yeah. Got it. Um, and see, people is probably the the key of all of it, is who you surround yourself with and how you build that, that franchise operation, that organization, that management team, how you do that. And every now and then you may get a bad one in there, but what do you do with that person? Um, because your goal is not to buy a job, already had a job your goal is to put together a team to run the business yeah right. those yeah. are normally the successful franchisees this is d free and we're returning back to new jersey where things got started for the first time for the d free homecoming experience our annual conference returns October 25th through the 28th at First Baptist Church of Lincoln Gardens in Somerset, New Jersey, where the pastor is also our CEO and founder, Dr. DeForest B. Soares Jr. And we're excited to bring everything back home again. We've traveled around the country, around the world even, sharing the D-Free message and we're bringing it back home. So we look forward to exciting performances, great guest speakers, power pack panels, updated D-Free training. You're gonna learn everything you need to know uh, to get D-Free started in your community and to up-level and next level your D-Free experience for yourself. So join us, check out the website, www.mydfree.org to learn more and hope to see you there.